Welcome back to Straight to DVD. Gentlemen, we're back for our third time together. Oh my god. Our third time together. It's weird. It's insane. It's but fantastic. it's exciting. It yeah. is extremely exciting. It's it's such a pleasure having you, Fernando, uh, as part of the team now. Well, thank you. Thank you, Straight to DVD, for having me on <laughs> for the third time in a row. It's yeah. just like, what an opportunity to get to talk about cool movies with cool dudes. You know? Yes. What could be better? Right. Exactly. It's yeah, who time. are these cool dudes you're <laughs> Well, it's obvious to everyone who the cool dudes are in this. <laughs> but we this is a this is a historical episode. World historical. World historical. It's a new record. Film historical. Yeah. The impossible has been achieved. A non-English language film has won best picture. Mm-hmm. We did it, guys. Yes, the we three of it. us. Yeah, the we three of it. us. <laughs> this is what we've been working on. Great lovers of foreign language cinema. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The three greatest. Um, uh, we've lived to see this day. You yes. see it accomplished. Yes. So we're going to do this entire episode. And not name it, the title of the film. No, I was going to say we were, we were going to do it in, in Korean. Oh, okay, you're right. This episode will have subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> well, but now the Academy is really comfortable with Korean. We must think that, right? Yes. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, the director of our movie today, Parasite, mm-hmm. is a man named Bong Joon-ho, and he famously had this campaign of going out at every appearance being translated from Korean um, by his able interpreter. Mm-hmm. Um, she had the job of translating his Korean context to an American audience. And the truth is that this is a work of art that is all about translating that Korean context to an American audience, right? Right. And and uh, just a general thing in that so much of what the movie is, is in spite of it being in Korean, the for lack of a better word, message of the film is such a universal thing. That's so interesting. That's like, it has nothing yeah. to do with language or, you know, ethnicity or where you were raised. It's something that everybody can, you know, understand. Did it feel that yeah. way to you, Raph, that its message was very clear and powerful to you? Yeah, I mean, I thought um, as far as, you know, international cinema goes, this uh, this story is, is uniquely American in ways that uh, that other, you know, international films may not be whether they're oh, wow. French or you know British or uh, you know Asian cinema you know Japanese Absolutely. Korean or, or whatever it may be uh, you know rock touched on it being kind of universal but I saw it as being um, you know beyond universal and you know being able to speak directly to American audiences and to American concerns yeah that's amazing so what were those uniquely American concerns that you recognize in the movie um, so the film we're talking about is, of course, Parasite. Parasite yes. Yeah. Uh, which, if you haven't guessed it by now by reading the title of the episode or <laughs> right. the few cute clues that we've given in, that, in this, that's funny. We joke about adventure. that all the time. How we like go on and on in episodes. And yeah. Like we have to say the title of the yeah. movie. It's like it's in the title. It's, of the it's, title. A, it's, <laughs> a, it's in the title of the episode. Like we we explicitly say what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> right. so you're like, wait, wait. This episode says cure, but I, I don't know what they're talking about. Um, <laughs> See, but but yeah, Parasite. I mean, you know, obviously at the center of the story, it's 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 a class struggle, which you know goes beyond Korean uh, concerns. Absolutely, it's something that you know people in pretty much any culture can can understand and and get behind, and you know mm-hmm. can see see themselves in in one aspect of the film or another, um, and you know just like speak to them in that way. And but unlike I would say a lot of other films that are about class, like this is not one of those movies where you are with a lower class family and you're meant to empathize with them, and the movie's all about them. It's yeah. like there's an entry point, whether you're rich, 
whether you're you know middle class, whether you're lower class, whether you're Im- impoverished, you there there are characters in this film to represent every level of Everyone. that. Right. Every level of that. That's right. Uh, to make clear that the conflict that the movie is depicting is unavoidable, mm-hmm. that inevitably you are drawn into one side of a battle or another, and the truth is that you may not quite understand on what side of the battle you are. Right. Um, and that we're all intertwined. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but inevitably, it is a position in which we will find ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, Parasite today. Mm-hmm. We are going to try to avoid spoilers for those of you who have not yet seen the movie. Um, New so, for us. Yeah. So yes. so please please. Normally we dive right in. I almost said a spoiler about thirty five seconds ago. <laughs> I had to bite my tongue. Um, so please do stick with us as we uh, explore this movie in a, I guess, a more general sense than we tend to to talk about right. about certain and, movies on this podcast. And the reason why we're doing that, Nan, is, as as and, and Raph, as we discussed right before we started, um, Nando, if you'd like to elaborate, because you put it so eloquently before we hit the record button, um, why we are choosing to do that, and why the, let's sh- shall we say, quote-unquote, quote, spoiler of the film, twist of the film, is so important to not know uh, going into this film. It's a unique opportunity. Raph was talking about the general context in which we're going to discuss the movie right now, and the truth is that... The, it dominates the context we're living in. Parasite, in an unprecedented fashion, has one great success at the most mainstream, most keyed into the system uh, body of rewards that there is for f- films, right? Um, the kinds of people with the most milk toast taste, the least <laughs> interest... Um, the least interest in creating real art, right? The least... Um, capacity for creating real art that has existed in popular film. It exists at the top level of the motion picture industry. Um, But there must be a reason that Parasite has been met with such a claim. And its power is so obvious, is why. That every moment of it is filled with such caution and patience and understanding of a complete story being told. And the truth is that that story... Um, develops in surprise in a way that's so shocking for a viewer in the 21st century. It really implicates the viewer and the viewer's expectations of how they understood the story. It's, It's really worthwhile to seek it out without any information more than its general feeling and its general understanding of the context in which it's placed. You you say that, and I I want you both to tell me if you agree or disagree or or feel similarly, whatever, that when when I was pitching this movie, when I first saw it, because I saw it, you know, early Mm -hmm. on, as I'm I'm sure you both did, uh, before, obviously, it had the success it has now, um, but, you know, people were talking about it, they're just like, holy shit, like, go see this thing, this is crazy, I've never seen anything like it. And the the truth is, I actually have never seen anything like this film. And so when I was trying to pitch it to people to see it, I had an extremely difficult time right. explaining what the movie was and right. what it was about without spoiling it. Right. Um, which, as we're saying right now, is the point in that it's one of the few films I think I've ever seen that I would genuinely say is kind of genreless. 
Oh wow! Ooh. I, I felt that way about because yeah. I I really don't know how to classify it. Okay, that's very interesting. Uh, Raph, how would you describe its genre? Right, like where does it yeah. fit in uh, the pantheon? The hard, the hard questions. The, yeah. the, the hard questions always always go to Raph. Um, but no, this was something that I was thinking about um, while while rewatching it. Um, it's it. I mean, it's like Rock said. It's a completely genreless film. Um, you know, it's it's hard to to put a to put a finger on it. And when you even when you you know just like do a quick Google search and you know you're checking IMDb or or you know Fandango or or Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, you can see that even like these platforms have a tough time of de- defining the genre. Mm, absolutely, it's like listed as like a like drama, comedy, thriller, uh, like right. action, horror flick, and it like in ways that like other movies like I just haven't seen them able to do it. It is right. able to jump back and forth and like seamlessly transition from genre to genre while still like maintaining its focus as one singular like piece of art and like there aren't pieces that like feel like forced or like you know you're trying to you're trying to shove a square into a circle hole absolutely Um, they all just like seamlessly transition back and forth and there's really like no genre that you can stick this movie into Mm -hmm. um I, th- I mean, I think that goes with what you were saying in terms right. of like, how do you pitch this to a friend besides right. just saying this is a movie that you need to see? Whereas most films stick so strongly to their shtick, Absolutely. this one sticks so strongly to moving seamlessly through all of them. Yeah, right. and it never feels forced. It never, it right. never, it never feels confusing. You never wonder why you're jumping back and forth between these genres, and like the story is still like it's the same at the end of the day, no matter which genre. It's like it's pulling from or, or like it's taking uh, I guess like conventions from it's 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 like there, it's, it's a really weird like movie experience but also like extremely enjoyable there there is a moment early on in the film <clears throat> where the mother of the rich family has a response to something and it's so emotionally strong and resonant to her and because we don't know the context yet of why she feels that way it comes across as this somewhat comedic moment mm, right whereas when you find out later in the film why she feels this way this moment that is portrayed to us as comedic is a result of something truly <laughs> horrific yeah. Yeah. let's be clear yeah <laughs> um i thought it was so powerful in the ways that it bucked convention that way that it was so committed to being something original and new and vibrant but not necessarily something whose motives are always completely obvious or whose tones are always meant to be able to be pegged down with great precision, right? It was always kind of dancing on a line between the dramatic and the funny or the horrific or the able to be sympathized with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really it's really asking you to look at many moments from different perspectives mm-hmm. and obviously those different perspectives are something uh, that the movie... Uh, is entirely composed of right always a shot will be in conflict between two aspects of a shot right Mm -hmm. there will be um there will be one fellow standing below on kind of the landing of a staircase and the lady to whom he's speaking is above him Mm -hmm. at the top of the landing and it's a shot reverse shot very conventional very familiar to us in Mm -hmm. the rhythm of editing but the truth is that every time it cuts there's a tension. We are there witnessing a tension that is occurring very vibrantly in the scene. Mm-hmm. It, just as much if they, as if they were screaming at or, or attacking each other. Right. Um, I thought the way that the the film was so vibrant with conflict at every moment. Um, it, it it's 
it's so undeniable a viewing experience mm -hmm. and you can really understand why the academy voting body would find it impossible not right to value right to exclaim um, because it really is so distinct from virtually all mainstream cinema that yeah. way. Certainly everything that came out last year. Oh, without question. <laughs> Did you think that, um, what do you think its competition was, if it oh, had wow. any? Well, for this, for the, for, for this, this, type, for this, for this, this award, this, this, this prestige. Best picture of year. Sure. Okay. Good question. Um, I think literally it was in competition with the pull towards the status quo mm. that the academy had to sit there and they went through their screeners and they got the text from all their friends about what the good movies were to go see um <laughs> and there was a lot of familiar fare right mm -hmm. like even something like little women little women i saw and i admired very much and it was so unconventional a, sto uh, a telling of a story that is very familiar and comfortable and wholesome in a way that's very comforting to a viewer Nothing really about Parasite to me was about comforting the viewer. You understand that yeah. there was no scene yeah. where you were meant to be sitting there completely understanding everything that was going on, where there was not some really uh, present mystery dominating your perception of the scene. Um, and that's not really true in, say, Joker. Joker is a movie uh, constructed to have zero tension in every scene. You, you know exactly what's going to happen. You know the story because you've seen yeah. it in all kinds of different ways. Mm -hmm. um, you, it's, a, it's a character and a dynamic that you're very familiar with. Um, so that's good. And we're all sitting there and we're all very happy yeah. to say that's Joaquin Phoenix dancing or whatever. But, <laughs> but that's different from constructing a scene where you're laughing so heartily and enthusiastically. Um, but the truth is that any reflection at all of the thing that you're laughing at um, is actually quite yeah. horrific or whatever. And, and that that energy is so persistent throughout the whole of the movie. It, it, it makes me, it reminds me and makes me think about when I was sitting there alone watching it for the first time. And I don't know how you guys watch films or, or what you think when you're watching something for, for, the, for the first time, especially when you have no idea like what's being mm -hmm. presented to you. Like, are you constantly like looking at things and being like okay what are what are they trying to tell me like what's going to be important why mm -hmm. are they showing me this why are they showing it to me like this right and so much of the first half of the film at least i was just like i know we're going to something yeah the question is what the hell are we going to and what yeah. kind of a payoff is it going to have and ultimately when this thing happens you're just like, holy shit, now the movie has started, <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. I see. Th that realization itself was like a transition to some new thing achieved. Yes, That it really achieved that. Right, right. Um, it was incredible. Mike, yeah. going back to your last question, like, what was its real competition? Yeah. I think, Fernando, I think you put it like perfectly. Uh, the real competition was like against the Academy going for the status quo. And I think if you look at any of the other, you know... Um, movies that were nominated, you know, some of them better than others, um, but they were all still movies that we had in some way, shape, or form seen before, Absolutely. even something as great as, as The Irishman. Um, we've, see, we've seen the gangster epic before, you know. It, the Irishman is great, but this is something that we're very familiar with. 1917, it was respectable in a lot of aspects. We've seen this war movie before. 
Joker is Joker. We've seen this movie before. Yeah. You know, we've seen this. Cri- <laughs> we've seen this crime drama before. Right. We've seen the 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 dramatic period piece uh, in Little Women before. We've seen right. the space you know saga epics with Ad Astra and you know whatever else it may be. Absolutely. Once upon a time in Hollywood, we've seen this revisiting of like of old uh, you know Hollywood times. We've we've seen all this stuff, but we haven't seen anything quite like Parasite. Um, all all of those films you just named that were all. Uh, officially competing with it for this award, you could easily and concisely say in like one sentence what each of those movies are about. Mm-hmm. Right. And anybody you say that to will be like, okay, I know that movie. Yeah, absolutely. I will see that movie. Yeah. You can't really do that <laughs> yeah, right, uh, yeah, with Parasite. That is, right. You, you can't. No. Um, yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, even like some of like my like favorite movies of the past year, um, like Lighthouse and Uncut Gems, like... They were like super like fun and inventive, uh, but they were like still essentially uh, just like new fun takes on stories that we have seen. And I guess you could, to some extent, say that Parasite was also that. But just like the way that it was, uh, just like performed in its execution, and I don't mean like acting performances, just like every sort of uh, like tidbit of movie making that went into it. Like I think all. Fuck! I completely lost my train of thought. But I think all of all of that stuff is like what like really makes this movie like more inventive and fun, and something new and fresh. Yes, in absolutely. ways that those other ones aren't. Its craft is so obvious to yeah. really anyone who would sit down and watch it, and that's yeah. what I mean. That like, it's it's not to say that personally it's the movie that I enjoyed most last year. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to say that. Um, it's but it is true that you sit down and you in, and you take it in for its length. And then you leave. But you have to understand that something new just happened. Um, where uh, the exercise of a certain control over all aspects of the craft has delivered so complete a vision that must be wrestled with in such conflict. You know, right. you, you can only feel implicated after seeing it because of all of the contradictory feelings that you have experienced just now. Um, I wouldn't say that it really resolves those conflicts in a way that is 100% satisfying to me. Um, and I won't say that there aren't things that didn't excite me more that I saw last year. Um, but it speaks to the obvious power that it has um, that we and the Academy were forced to recognize it for what it is. Right, absolutely. And you watch it and <clears throat> it's so obvious and so clear that he was so specific and had such a desire to tell this kind of story that he wanted to tell and right. to tell it in this specific way that right. he wanted to, the way it weaves through all the, yeah, shall I say, nuttiness that <laughs> begins to unfold. But this that's part of the thing why it's, it's so difficult to talk about what is so, shall we say, subject-wise exciting in it. Right. Because the second you do, the magic of that realization right. and that flip of the card right. is 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 lost. Right, sure. That its unexpected nature is what gives it its power that way. Right. Um, and I think that's as true as anything else, but the truth is that it's so rich on so many levels and that it is such a, a work to admire just and to appreciate in its detail, of course, um, that the director, Bong Joon-ho, is working on such a, a precise level of perfection and composition and um, editorial excitement, you know, in sitting there through every scene, marveling at the choices being made 
and admiring so well a director who could bring these levels of excitement to life. Um, it's really kind of a pl an obvious pleasure for for anyone who would sit down to it, I think, um, that its rhythms are so different and novel and so dynamic, right, throughout, mm -hmm. that, they, that they change in ways that are just so interesting that way. Some, something I want, to, I want to bring up that's a little unrelated, but I'm thinking about it right now hearing you speak, uh, Fernando, and we, I think we discussed this off mic um, about Joker. We really, we really just can't get away from Joker. We really all our, all it's our emblematic podcasts. of so much. Yeah, you know? it, it, <laughs> it really illustrates a lot about our culture. It, it seems like we, we like Joker more than we, than we <laughs> realize it somehow up. crept yeah. into our subconscious. I think about it all, all day, every day. <laughs> it's so meant... I think it's like kind of an earworm, you know? Yeah. Like, um, uh, the face and the voice and the performances and the marketing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, like, yeah. how can we escape it? Uh, we, we can't. Murray. Uh, Murray. <laughs> you get, get what you, you fucking deserve. <laughs> <laughs> but when, I, when, I, when we were talking about Joker last, and I said that the first time I saw it, um, I was tricked, and it was deceptive, because oh, as, wow. as an actor and someone with a performing background, it's just like, you know, I, I love acting work, and that's the first thing that I typically am attracted to and I mm -hmm. grasp onto. So something like Joker is just mm -hmm. like, oh, I love Joaquin Phoenix, um, his work, I think, is fantastic. Um, and then I watched something like Joker a second time, and I realized it's not enough to carry any... It doesn't matter how good an actor's work is, it's not enough to carry everything that's around them. Right. To which I, I asked you, Fernando, if, if you'd felt something similarly, and you said that you consider... I asked you what good acting was, and, and you, I think, said it very nicely and concisely in that you consider it to be where an actor knows their part in a greater thing happening around them and they contribute with their part to what's what's happening. And Parasite, I think this crazy ensemble piece with so many characters, each equally as important as the other, each reliant on each other, it's it is like one of the greatest ensemble acting pieces. Exactly. I um, love the acting in this movie. Right. Oh, I thought yeah. I, I think for a foreign film for like an acting performance to like to still like shine through to someone when you don't speak the same language that the characters are speaking on the screen and for like like you said like every single performance like is obviously reliant on each other but every single performance like all of those actors just brought like incredible 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 performances and like, absolutely it's just like every single one of them like they each like they kind of like have their moment to shine but it never like there's never like an outshining of, of each other. Um, but I think like even like beyond the performances, like all of the other you know technical aspects of the film, whether it be the production design or you know the lighting or the or the color um, correction or like the editing, like all of the cinematography, like all of those things, the score, like the music in it, like all of those things, all like are able to like perfectly like understand their role and come together to like. To be something greater than like what's what's the saying the uh, the, the, the sum, sum of its greater, parts the yeah. sum mm -hmm. is greater than like mm -hmm. the or the whole is greater yeah. than the sum of its parts right. that's right um, and that's like I think this movie is like a perfect example of that absolutely well, and and you don't e you don't even realize it at first but I've seen it a few times but you the character focus in a scene it's not explicit wh whose character we're watching the scene's perspective of. But it's so fluid and it's so obvious based off of, you know, even when there isn't dialogue and it's just a look or a character considering something about another character. Mm -hmm. It's almost like uh, it's almost like Game of Thrones a little bit, like in the novels, how each chapter 
with the character name and it's like it's from their perspective and the right. story is told via the perspective of that specific character right. each of these scenes flows that way and each of the scenes contributes towards this larger arc of the story via the perspective of a character who maybe we thought was oh just a supporting yeah, character absolutely. Because they're all supporting characters right. and they're supporting each right. other as a result right. of this. I think we have to consider this a triumph of the editorial craft of the film which really comes across um so powerfully. This was probably my, like, for me, the best edited movie of, of 2019, and one of the best edited movies I've seen in, in quite a few years. It was really astonishing that way. Yeah. Um, this is a bit of trivia about the movie, but um, the director, Bong Joon-ho, he works very differently than a lot of directors do. He does not shoot what's called coverage or shoot a master shot. He does not construct a scene and position cameras strategically so that he can create a montage of the scene later. He draws storyboards and he shoots the storyboards. That's it. Everyone understands immediately what's going to happen. Everyone understands the intricate choreography that right. is dictated yeah. by the storyboards. Um, but the truth is that it is a movie composed of sequences. Mm -hmm. And each one of these is so expertly constructed as to create within them performances that would not exist otherwise. The actors, of course, are doing the best they can, knowing exactly what they need to do, given instruction by the director, but the truth is that, unlike, say, Joker, wherein <laughs> all of the scenes are constructed so that you have an idea, basically, of what a character is thinking at all times, right? Um, anytime it cuts to Joaquin Phoenix's face, to me, it's always here, look at what this character is obviously feeling. Whereas in Parasite, I think there are so many more cuts of, look at this character, decide right yeah. now. Look at this character, make a choice. Yeah. Whereas in Joker, I never, I never think that characters are making choices or going across like sort of dynamic conflict with each other, you know? It's, it's kind of um, just episodes of behavior as mm -hmm. opposed to humanity. Sure. Whereas Parasite is 100% about humanity, about the way that people react to situations. And these are only constructed via editing. One sequence leading to another. One shot leading terrifyingly, inevitably, <laughs> into something else. Something different and exciting, but in hindsight, perfectly built. Right. You know? And, and the, the simple truth of that craftsmanship is that so many films are shot with that in mind, right. with these master shots in mind, all these angles in mind, so we can figure it out later. Exactly. Without any motivation or creativity mm -hmm. within those transitions. And not to say that that's um, a better or worse way to do it, but obviously it it's does better. take, well, it takes control. <laughs> it takes time. It takes effort. Yeah. Um, and movies can become successful in so many different ways, um, but the truth is that, like, only artists of certain calibers work to that degree in the perfection sure. of their art. And I think Bong Joon-ho is someone who very obviously works to the perfection of his art. Mm -hmm. you know, that's something that you always have to admire. Well, that all that uh, communicates to me is that every creative person working on it with him, when it's done that way, they understand why what's happening is important and why the focus on it is on it. As opposed to, oh, we're shooting all these things. I don't know if what I'm doing in this scene is going to be used. Absolutely. Um, 
and it's just simply that. It's and so when he crafts it or anybody crafts it like the way you're saying that he does, immediately I'm I'm looking at this from an actor perspective. You're like, oh, okay, this this shot of me and this take of me will be used, and this is why, and because this is why, I know what I have to show. Right, exactly. Um, nice. it, it was so exciting to see... <laughs> Thanks, <man. laughs> It was so exciting to see Parasite and admire it for so many different reasons, for having its craft um, be so obvious in its power, but the truth is that... Um, We've been watching movies that have a lot of obvious power in their craft. Um, I think these last two movies that we've watched have really um, had their success come across in their impeccable design and the details of their choices. Um, and I'm, I think those, there are reasons that those movies have impressed us the way that this has impressed mm -hmm. us. Um, I think we should return again. What is it about this level of craft that we've been seeing that makes them so different from a lot of the movies that we watch otherwise. I think you touched on it. Just like, there, I mean, there's a certain level of precision and care uh, that's gone into these movies, and, you know, we'll talk specifically about Parasite now. There's just a level of, uh, of precision and craft that went into this movie that, like, is, is obvious to the viewer. Um, like, no matter who you are and whether you're, like, knowingly picking up on it or not, um, and this, I mean, there was a question that I wanted to ask you guys about why you think that this movie was able to kind of like trickle into like every sort of like facet of of our culture and like right. from like the the film nerds to the academy. Well, to, that's the question, isn't to it? To mainstream yeah. audiences, like how is it yeah. able to trickle down? And I yeah. think it's because that care is, um, you know, whether you're noticing it or not, it, it, it's there in, in in each and every detail of the movie, and that yeah. just like. It, it jumps off of the screen and it wow. like shoots yeah. into the viewer um, in ways that you know a lot of uh, popular film does does not you know um, there's no like like I'm thinking of like a movie like 1917 where like there are certain parts of that movie where you kind of question like why is this here like why am I watching oh, wow. this thing happen right. um, and you like can kind of realize that there was no sort of like purpose to what you're watching as wow. opposed to just like this is a movie so we'll like do movie stuff in it wow um whereas like there's <laughs> nothing, gotta fill movie time yeah you gotta <laughs> fill movie time like there's nothing in parasite that's just like okay like this is movie no. time so like let's right. just like have like movie stuff happen yeah. on the movie and like we'll do like we're not just gonna like do uh like have this amazing like we're not just gonna have some like cross cuts between two different things happening for the sake of having a cross cut happen like there is a there is a reason why those cross cuts are happening, or there Absolutely. is a reason why a shot is is framed in a certain way. Absolutely, there is a reason why an actor makes a specific like facial gesture or something to another character. Every single moment of it is so purposeful. Yeah, so yeah. purposeful. Right. And a lot of films aren't like, yeah. <laughs> just aren't like that. But why uh, why do you think Raph asks? Why do you think um, it is? the one to penetrate the way that it has. Why do you think it has impressed so many who were not impressed before? What is it, a, is there something about it that broadens it enough for these people to finally accept it? What is it about it that, that makes it accessible This is, this to is a movie that like, no matter like what corner of, of your you know, social circles you go to, yeah. uh, all those circles don't have corners, no matter what corner, <laughs> you, no matter what corner you go to, 
like you are going to find people who are like, yeah, Parasite is dope. Like you can like you can ask like your dad who doesn't watch a lot of movies and like he'll say like yeah, Parasite's cool. You'll ask your friend who's like yeah like went to film school mm-hmm. and you'll say yeah. like why'd you like Parasite? And they'll, they'll enjoy it. Well, you'll you know, like anyone who you ask is going to right. inherently like. Well, like I, I think why do you think that? I think, that I think number goal? one, this com- this comes back to what you were touching on before, Fernando, um, in that. Even you, you can watch this movie, and even though it might not be like your favorite movie yeah. of all time, or your, even your favorite movie last year, or the movie that you enjoyed watching the most, right. or you considered the most exciting, it is, as you said, and I agree, undeniably just so well crafted, yeah. and so there's so much care in how it is put together, yeah. and it comes across, like, absolutely, and you and you ca- can do nothing but recognize it, <laughs> absolutely, and acknowledge it. But you know that's. That's just in a general sense, but like the subject matter and what we're being showed and what the movie is about. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to, to touch on the, the last half as, as best I can. But there's there's a clear thing, and we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording the episode. There's a clear thing that happens towards the end of the film, with which you put so appropriately for me, yeah. that this horrible thing happens. And you can't help but think, well, shit, you're kind of in the right. <laughs> and wow. the fact that everything that's preceded Are you that talking moment, about when Joker shoots Murray in the face? <laughs> <laughs> you get oh. what you fucking deserve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like... And then you realize that a mo- that moment happens. Right. And everything that came before it was so that that moment has the effect on you that right. it does. Right, exactly. Um, I think the the peaks that it has are so shocking, of course. And of course, so much of the movie is built around building to those peaks. Um, and I think the truth is that the craft is very evident. Um, that there's so much power and purpose motivating every shot and every cut that you can't help but be swept up in it. Um, but I think we can also say... Um, that a reason it might cross over into popular audiences, into popular admiration in the Academy, is because of a few things. And one of those is that the story it depicts and the metaphors that it employs are actually not that complicated. And frankly, not that deep. Um, That the way that they are put forward is, of course, very stunning and exciting, but it, is, it isn't as if it is trying to make it anything less than completely obvious, um, the dynamics that it builds. And obviously, that's one of the things that it does, that it builds one obvious dynamic yeah. that turns into one that is opposite, but equally powerful. But this is exactly the same point you made about Cure, in that what is being conveyed to us is so simple to understand. Right. And what the director, or writer, or whomever, right. is trying to convey to us how can we not understand? Right. It's just it's you know it's just right there. It's right there. I think even even with that, like there 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 are other movies where you know there's also a very you know simple message that needs to come across the screen, um, but instead of just like allowing that simple message to be simple um, and just like focusing on the execution of the craft, there are you know things put in place to make this simple message like seem deeper or more layered than it actually is right um and in reality like when you do that you're more so just like you're just you're just messing up your your plan um more than you are just like allowing this simple message to be simple and just focus on executing the craft around it and like 
that will make a movie so much more enjoyable than something that tries to be something that it's not. Absolutely. I don't want to say this, but like Joker. Like no, Joker is a very Absolutely. simple movie, but it, 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 it intends to give us a simple message in a way that's not simple. And if you just stick Absolutely. to the simple message the way that Parasite does, then that's going to be a much more enjoyable movie-watching experience. To me, that's what distinguished it um, from a lot of the movies that I saw last year. Like I saw movies that I didn't like as much as Parasite, of course, but I, do, I can't imagine them... Um, dealing with reality in, say, a messier way than Parasite does. Mm -hmm. I think the way that Parasite wrestles with its subjects is in kind of a very clean way. X leads to Y, um, this side of the screen versus the other side, you know, Mm -hmm. these conflicts being resolved one way and not the other. Whereas um, my two favorite movies last year were The Irishman and Mm -hmm. Uncut Gems. And to me, those were movies that they had a certain level of execution and you can you evaluate them however you want in relation to Parasite but I think the messages of those movies are actually not that simple that to watch that movie and to come away with some strong feeling is to come away with a strong feeling that you don't really understand mm-hmm. um, that you have to kind of wrestle with and ask some questions about yourself right. um, that they are stories that carry that power within them that very human reality of living in a moment and not being able to center yourself in all of these different perspectives. Um, Whereas Parasite, I think, is very much about showing you the perspective. Take something like Irishman, for example, in that it is a gangster epic. Absolutely. Some people would Familiar even, that way. Yes. And some people might even say it is the gangster epic. It is the film that Scorsese's been trying to make with all his other gangster epics. And ultimately, when we, the three of us, had a chat about this uh, downstairs in the rain uh, a few weeks back, and that the final moments of that film, this amazing gangster epic, ultimately what it amounts to is this crippling sadness this crippling sadness right and ultimately when you land on that you realize that is so much what the movie is about and it's hard not to feel that way right in contrast with parasite it's just like these things happen right and not necessarily you're you're conflicted about about them but you know there if there's no simple feeling about it or solution or understanding or ultimately this happened, and now this happened, and this is where we're left. Right. It's where do we go from here <laughs> I see. now? Yes. Kind of thing. Absolutely. Parasite two. The parasiter. Parasiter. Well, you say the that, but, but of course they're making an HBO adaptation of it. Right. With um, R- Ruffalo. I believe, uh, Mark right? Ruffalo, rumored yeah. to be in a in scenes that perhaps happen around the story. Mm-hmm. That is as yeah. much as has been some, teased. Some Adam McKay um, is But, a, on his but it's, of course, um, a perfect ending. It requires no continuation of right. the story. Right, no, of course. Of course. Um, uh, I did have one other question for mm-hmm. you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to... I wanted to ask you guys about your viewing experiences, both first time around mm-hmm. and any second or third viewings that you that you guys may have had. And just like... Kind of just like putting me there, like in in the seat with you, and like what you were, or like how you experienced it, and and you know, just what that was like. I I had uh well, so I feel this way about any time I watch a film and I enjoy it, um, and I want to share it with somebody, it's 
and this is this is part of why I, I love watching movies that I've seen with folks who haven't seen them so much is that it's the closest you can come to watching it for the first time mm-hmm. is sitting with somebody who hasn't seen it and you know not just watching the film again but yeah. experiencing it with the person and watching yeah. them watch the yeah, film for right. the first time and so it w- I, I had this unique second experience where the the person that I watched it with um, was somewhat bored for the majority of the first, shall we say, hour and a half of the film until mm-hmm. this very deliberate turning point in the film happens. And the second that it did, I felt this person get energized and attuned to it in a way that they weren't wow. previously. Wow. Um, but it's, it's so funny because it was my second viewing of it, so obviously all these things that happen in the beginning yeah. that are so important and so yeah. deliberate are just so much richer and come across yeah. so much more clearly. And so I'm like losing my mind about this, but <laughs> right. it just seems so simple, unimportant, or mundane to perhaps some folks who yeah. would be watching right. it for the first time. Um, so in a lot of ways, uh, nothing I don't think will ever quite replicate the the, the, the holy shit moment in my head uh, halfway through the film. Yeah. But... The, the, the beginning of it, I think, is... It's so easy to appreciate it so much more. Mm-hmm. Knowing full well where what's about to happen is going to happen. And all of these choices, all of these decisions, as you said, Fernando, watching these characters make these decisions that will ultimately lead perfectly to this thing happening. You're just like... Oh man, if they just hadn't done this or just hadn't done that. But it's easy to see that linear narrative. Yes, absolutely. That it is built that way. The reason that it's so exciting and it moves you in a a way that's so exciting um, is because each decision leads logically one into the other. Um, And obviously on my second viewing uh, for this discussion, um, that chain... Um, was given new life, uh, a new richness, as you were just describing, um, because you felt um, the dual layer of both its construction and its motivation mm-hmm. in the scene every time. Um, really a double pleasure that way. Uh, I was so excited, really, on my first time by uh, the audience I was with sitting in perfect attention. I really think it's a movie that's so demanding of your attention from really the first minutes. Um, it, with its perfect setting and it's thrusting you into a very certain and strong personality of a family. I think it's very I think it's very easy to relate to a family immediately and sitting there with that audience in kind of the middle of the day, we were all sitting there, I think very relating to this charming mm-hmm. family, you know, to really to really be thrust into their story um, like you would be in a great novel or something like mm-hmm. that, really uh, an expanding story told in a beautiful way. Um, so to be sitting in a New York theater, um, appreciating that expanding story that way with an audience, um, that was really kind of a special viewing experience for me. Um, and as the movie develops in the way that it inexorably does, it's like a like a great Shakespeare play that way, you know? Mm. Um, you're watching scenes, one develop mm. after another, but the truth is that um, the things you might have yelled at two scenes ago, it turns out you you yelled them too late yeah. already. You never you never know how late it really is, mm-hmm. and that's really the way it feels with this movie. Um, so obviously that's a um, a product of construction, and that was very clear to me on the second time. But I think it's a I think it's a movie that's very rich, and a person could study it um, and derive from it a lot of lessons in how um, 
how great art, how great popular art can be very exciting in a in an artistic way. Raf, I want you. Yeah. I want to hear uh, your answer to your own question, and then after that, I want us to discuss uh, for an American audience. Yeah. What the language barrier oh, wow. is like for the film. Yeah, and absolutely. How that is almost purposeful, absolutely, in a sense, and important yeah. to the storytelling. Not speaking the language and having to read yeah. it as it goes along. Absolutely. Um, and so that's you know that's just yeah. something that I want to discuss. But first, I want to hear about your viewing experience, Rev. Yeah, um, I think my first viewing experience. Um, I think I knew that the, that there was that this movie was going to um, you know kind of give me a, a twist or a curveball in, in in a way that like I wasn't or shouldn't have been expecting. Right. Um, so I think because of that, I think in my first viewing, I, I was trying to outsmart or like outtrick the movie, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and always kind of try to like stay one step a step ahead and like you know even after the, the the twist comes in the in the middle of the movie, still kind of trying to like apply like how I think that the movie should be moving forward should be, um, instead of just, like, allowing myself to, like, go along for the ride. Um, so I think, I mean, for me, my, I thought my second viewing was, um, I thought it was a lot more enjoyable, um, kind of just, like, knowing where this ride was ultimately going to take me and really just allowing myself to, like, strap in and just go along for it. And I thought that that was, like, much more enjoyable just in terms of, like, being able to like sit back and and appreciate everything that I was seeing on the screen as opposed to trying to just like one up and say one step ahead of everything that was on the screen because like in reality like I could not like it's not a movie where it's <laughs> right, like right, it's right. not like a it's not like a sixth sense like sort of right. twist where you can you know like on the first view like yeah. you can be like halfway through like say like yeah. oh yeah Bruce Willis is dead the entire time <laughs> it's not a puzzle to it's be not, solved yeah it almost dares you to try to yeah, figure yeah, it out you know? and, and that's just, um I think because of that, like my first viewing experience wasn't as as rich or enjoyable as it could have been and as it should have been. Um, and I kind of like kicked myself in, in in the back for for doing that. Um, but I think on a second viewing, um, I was like way more blown away than I was the first time around. Just like being able to like accept that like things aren't in my control um, and mm-hmm. just like appreciating like what I'm seeing on the screen. There there are things that happen. Specifically, it is important that revolves around the father character of the family in poverty that happen, and these things happen around him, and then we're shown shots of his blank face. And there's not much emoting going on, very intentionally, um, but something happens, and you realize that all those moments, this is what he was thinking. Right. This is what he was thinking about. Right. And it builds up and builds up and builds up until he acts right, yeah. on these things that are happening internally with him. Right. Which I would dare say that in a lesser film would be hit over the head with us and explained via absolutely. dialogue. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. That it's entirely an editorial assembly of this decision being made. Mm-hmm. Um, really, no one attempts to convey performances that way in mainstream film otherwise. And it was a great pleasure to see it happen so often in this film, yeah. mm-hmm. for sure. Um, what was your second question? Oh, uh, the 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 sub the subtext. Oh yeah, the, the subtitles, the, the language, yeah. Barrier, yeah. language barrier, if you will. Um, yeah. How how would you have felt, Raf, if the movie had been in English? Do you think it would have been any different yeah. or better or worse or whatever? To be completely honest, I haven't given much thought to this question. Uh, just like in my because there's no barrier to you. Just subtitles. Like, you, do you, don't, <laughs> you, don't, you don't care about subtitles. <laughs> no, no um, okay. But just like in like my own like sitting with the movie, I've never really like given much thought to. 
you know, like how important that the reading the subtitles were, and you know, right. maybe what this would have been like if it were um, an American film. I think for me, like thinking of this as an American film. Uh, was less so about the language barrier and more so just about like the style in which it would have been made. Absolutely. Um, and like obviously having yeah. issues with how that probably would have gone. Um, for me, I mean, the subtitles didn't really pose an issue. Um, yeah. I am interested to hear what you guys thought about about the subtitles and how maybe it it uh, it like enriched the viewing experience or mm-hmm. um, or anything like that. Well, mm-hmm. I think I think it's important just uh, culturally mm-hmm. the way people communicate with one another yeah. and the way this story is communicated to us and the way the characters communicate with one another is of the Korean nature yeah. and if you try to simply just like put the film in English mm-hmm. I think it would come across as very confusing yeah. um, and wouldn't really convey what yeah, it's right. trying to convey um, and you know, ultimately, I when I watch films, not necessarily on my my first viewing, I like I like to have subtitles on. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, I love I'm, subtitles. I'm I'm very much a visual yeah. uh, person, so like actually seeing the words, I it, it it just makes more sense to me. But I something that is so impressive to me about this film, like l- let's let's talk about humor for a second. Absolutely, the humor is conveyed. So it, it like it transcends the language yeah. barrier. Like yeah, things totally. that are funny between characters are funny to us. Yeah, of course. And even just by by reading it, yeah. you're just like, oh, that's that's that's, that's, that's a joke. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's, and that's a yeah. good. Even joke. though it's yeah. not like yeah. a ha 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 punchline like yeah. in in some film, it's just like, oh, this is just a funny character thing. Like this yeah. is a funny happenstance between these people, right. and due to their perspective and and you know how they think about the things happening around them, and right. And when they're making decisions, you know, there's humor of, <laughs> around yeah. around that. Absolutely. Um, and and like, it really is just simply Im- impressive to me that I can sit there, read the words, right. and be like, that is very funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's just, of course, a testament to the strength of its screenplay and the strength of its direction that its tonal shifts are totally legible to the audience, right? Anytime... Uh, a line reading wants to be full of menace, for instance, um, it totally comes across. Um, it's so well directed that way um, that any emotional communication that it has is heard very clearly by the audience. Um, obviously, I think if you are a person who's averse to subtitles generally, um, it's not necessarily something that will draw you in more so than other films. It's not, I mean, it is very reliant on dialogue, of course. Um, and, and understanding subtleties in what people say to each other. Um, but the truth is that, of course, its, uh, it's spectacle is a visual feast and its obvious craft. Um, it, no matter how you're experiencing it, the story itself as it unfolds um, will draw you in, really, no matter what, no matter what the barrier was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be amazing if the popularity of a movie like this and the accessibility, I think, that mm-hmm. we are... Um, that becomes very clear to us. Um, I wonder if it would make people more enthusiastic about that kind of thing. Like, um, I don't, I don't really know how realistic that is, but it's, it's amazing yeah. to think that something could really change. Jets, I don't think it will. How, how, how could we? How would we? How would you classify this movie? Classify it, mm-hmm. like <laughs> in a genre? You mean? Sure. Um, to me, it's a comedy. Yeah. Um, I think it is really structured to be about 
the hilarious contradictions between different people's expectations, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They're constantly coming into conflict with each other. One person's perspective versus another. It's really no different than uh, who's on first or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know? People are sitting in scenes having fundamentally different understandings of Mm -hmm. what is being transacted here. Um, And the exploitation of that dynamic that grows further and further and further escalates and escalates beyond any expectation that you had. Um, that's just that's just the way comedies are made. You know, you have a joke and then you you tell that joke a few times, but it it gets it gets crazier, man. Mm-hmm. It gets it really does. Rap, what do you think? I I don't know. Um, I guess oh, we got water down. Yeah, water, water down. down, water down. Keep going. Keep um, going. I guess if I had to classify it, um, I would probably uh, classify it in a similar vein to to Fernando. Um. I guess I mean it's it's like a satire at the end of the day. It's oh, just, absolutely! It's just like a, absolutely. It's just a very, very, very dark satire. Yeah. Um, Practically a farce. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a satire of you know just sort of uh, just modern culture and like modern society and, and the structures within that. Absolutely. And how different uh, players you know interact with the, with each other. Right. Within those, um, so I think that would that would be my if I had to give a final answer, I would I would classified as a dark dark yeah very dark, dark very dark satire absolutely mm-hmm. michael what about you uh well as much as i hate to be cliche i think that i think that it is a tr- it's a tragic comedy yeah i think there's a huge element of um inevitable tragedy yeah absolutely uh in the film and that's you know we we it's it's not so much a spoiler. You know we're we're, we're talking about it as as a class. The movie is yeah, about absolutely. class, and it's a class struggle film. But ultimately, it's how uh, the upper class and the lower class have no choice but, but to, be, to be entwined with yeah. one another and absolutely. are reliant on one another. Absolutely. And the uh, the um, the inevitable hilarity wow. that ensues. Yeah. From that conflict. From that conflict yeah. between them. Um, but it, it, it really is there, you know? Like, the way that it's structured to elicit these reactions, um, it's just so clear to us. Like, you never really watch, find yourself watching a movie and feeling like um, the control of your emotions is so masterful. But the truth is that from one scene to another, yeah. you really feel that uh, different new feelings are being elicited from you that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it's... Its appeal is in in no small part owed to its structure as a, a thriller in a sense, mm-hmm. um, wherein the way that levels of deception kind of cascade one upon another um, is really not so different from uh, I would say like legal thrillers of the '90s or something like mm. that. Or like you can think about um, the way that like. Uh, sort of the middle ground of popular thriller filmmaking was really about like people going through different schemes um, and creating new dynamics of horrible deceptive relationships until it all collapses into disaster or whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's like a very old genre of thriller but the truth is that like the way that it blends those elements with very dark comedy Mm -hmm. um, the way that these farcical elements like cascade into these like actual genre elements of excitement like it's really irresistible to the thriller i mean mm-hmm. you can really see that um in the context of the films that are coming out today it can really 
it can really inspire people to think about things very differently, to think about them very unconventionally. Um, that if you put the time into the craft and the construction of your film, there's actual art, actual greatness that could be achieved, mm. right? That you don't really have to settle for these familiar franchises or familiar ideas of how scenes or dynamics or screenplays can go. Um, people can really see this and say, man, that's what like good direction yeah. looks like. You mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, final thoughts that I want to leave us with, final question I want to leave us with. Um, question for both of you gentlemen. And this may seem silly because obviously we've spent the yeah. last 55 minutes gushing about how much yeah. we enjoy it. Would you recommend this film? Who would you recommend this film to? Mm -hmm. And how would you recommend it? Right, sure. Uh, I'll go first because I have a short answer. Okay. Uh, I would recommend it. I would recommend it to uh, essentially anyone, anyone who's a fan of good storytelling and uh, just enjoys, you know, being taken for a ride um, mm -hmm. in, in some sort of fictional narrative. Um, and I would, I mean, this is like kind of simple, but I, I would just recommend it as this is like a movie that, that everyone needs to see. Um, yeah. If you've ever enjoyed like a movie in your life, um, wow. this is one one to watch. Um, yeah. It's just like, I, I found myself at times just, you know, sitting there watching the movie and just grinning from ear to ear. I'm um, just like pleased with how like well made it is. Um, I think that like most people can, can take something away from this movie Absolutely. as enjoyable. For sure. Um, it's so easy to be sitting there um, enjoying its initial minutes, enjoying its unique energy and saying how much pleasure you're deriving from it. Um, really anyone who saw it um, understood its power, I think, very immediately. And there's a reason that it's had the admiration that it's had. Um, and it's very easy to recommend it to anyone who is open to admiration of the new and the exciting and the original. Fantastic. Michael, same question. Um, I, across a general basis, would recommend this, I think, to most yeah um and even if i would consider that whomever i was recommending it to might not um what's the word might not respond right um as i would hope they would to right. it i i would pitch it to them that it's worth a watch purely as as we've talked about so in depth just from a craftsmanship level and it's like even if you might not like the the, the subject matter uh, or foreign language films, or you have difficult with, with, with subtitles, whatever. Whatever uh, your barrier might be, um, it is worth it purely for the experience in that there's quite nothing like it. Right, exactly. That it's so original that way. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. guys. Straight yeah. to Thanks. DVD. Straight to DVD. Giving you Parasite. Yeah. Absolutely. Best of the year, maybe. I, I, yeah, yeah I, think, I think it's, de it's definitely... I would say top three. It's, I think I'd agree. I agree with you there. It's it. it's up there. Yeah, for uh, sure. gents. Before we leave, yes. should we remind everyone where they can find us? Yes, on the interwebs. On the interwebs. Now. Yes, you've got me at Letterboxd at Fab Movies. Raph, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Letterboxd, Instagram, and Twitter at Raph Stitt, all one word. Fantastic. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Letterbox, Michael underscore Romeo underscore Ruoko. Nice. Thanks, and you can find us at Straight to DVD, Straight number two DVD, yep. um, 
on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Letterboxd may be coming soon. We shall G- see. Gents, this was a unique treat and challenge for us. I think this is the first time we've ever had an episode where we haven't actually spoiled the film. Yeah. Great job, guys. It was hard yeah. going, not going into any details. Well, really, but I think really the to. experience but, will be richer for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Nice. Pretty cool, guys. Awesome. Parasite, check it out. Sweet. Until next time, stay away from peaches. <laughs>